Chapter 7 of The Diary of a Goose Girl by Kate Douglas Wiggin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Oh, the pathos of a poultry farm. Catherine of Aragon, the black Spanish hen that stole her nest, brought out nine chicks this morning, and the businesslike and marble-hearted Phoebe has taken them away and given them to another hen who has only seven. Two mothers cannot be wasted on these small families. It would not be profitable, and the older mother, having been tried and found faithful over seven, has been given the other nine and accepted them. What of the bereft one? She is miserable and stands about moping and forlorn, but it is no use fighting against the inevitable. Hens' hearts must obey the same laws that govern the rotation of crops. Catherine of Aragon feels her lot a bitter one just now, but in time she will succumb and lay, which is more to the point. We have had a very busy evening, beginning with the rat's supper, delicate sandwiches of bread and butter spread with Paris green. We have a new brood of seventeen ducklings, just hatched this afternoon. When we came to the nest, the yellow and brown bunches of down and fluff were peeping out from under the hen's wings in the prettiest fashion in the world. "'It's a noble hen,' I said to Phoebe. "'She ain't so noble as she looks,' Phoebe answered grimly. "'It was another hen that brooded those eggs for near on three weeks, "'and then this big one comes along with a fancy she'd like a family herself, "'if she could steal one without too much trouble. "'So she drove the rightful hen off the nest, finished up the last few days, "'and ere she is in possession of the ducklings. "'Why don't you take them away from her and give them back to the first hen, "'who did most of the work?' I asked, with some spirit. Like as not she wouldn't take them now, said Phoebe, as she lifted the hen off the broken eggshells and moved her gently into a clean box on a bed of fresh hay. We put food and drink within reach of the family, and very proud and handsome that highway robber of a hen looked as she stretched her wings over the seventeen easily earned ducklings. Going back to the old nesting box, I found one egg forgotten among the shells. It was still warm, and I took it up to run across the field with it to Phoebe. It was heavy, and the carrying of it was a queer sensation, inasmuch as it squirmed and yipped vociferously in transit, threatening so unmistakably to hatch in my hand that I was decidedly nervous. The intrepid little youngster burst his shell as he touched Phoebe's apron, and has become the strongest and handsomest of the brood. All this tending of downy young things, this feeding and putting to bed, this petting and nursing and rearing is such pretty, comforting women's work. I am sure Phoebe will make a better wife to the carrier for having been a poultry maid, and though good enough for most practical purposes, when I came here, I am an infinitely better woman now. I am afraid I was not particularly nice the last few days at the hydro. Such a lot of dull, prosy, inquisitive, bothering old tabbies. Aunt Margaret furnishing imaginary symptoms enough to keep a fond husband and two trained nurses distracted, a man I had never encouraged in my life coming to stay in the neighborhood and turning up daily for rejection, another man taking rooms at the very hotel with the avowed purpose of making my life a burden, and on the heels of both, a widow of thirty-five in full chase. Small wonder I thought it more dignified to retire than to compete, and so I did. I need not, however, have cut the threads that bound me to Oxenbridge with such particularly sharp scissors, nor given them such a vicious snap, 
for so far as i can observe the little world of which i imagine myself the sun continues to revolve probably about some other centre i can well imagine who has taken up the delightful but somewhat exposed and responsible position it would be just like her i am perfectly happy where i am it is not that but it seems so strange that they can be perfectly happy without me after all that they after all that was said on the subject not many days ago nothing turns out as one expects there have been no hot pursuits no rewards offered no bills posted no printed placards issued describing the beauty and charms of a young person who supposed herself the cynosure of every eye hey ho what does it matter after all one can always be a goose girl i wonder if the hen mother is quite quite satisfied with her ducklings do you suppose the fact of hatching and brooding them breaks down all the sense of difference does she not sometimes reflect that if her children were the ordinary sort and not these changelings she would be enjoying certain pretty little attentions dear to a mother's heart the chicks would be pecking the food off her broad beak with their tiny ones and jumping on her back to slide down her glossy feathers they would be far nicer to cuddle too so small and graceful and light the changelings are a trifle solid and brawny and personally just as a matter of taste would she not prefer wee round glancing heads and pointed beaks peeping from under her wings to those teaspoon-shaped things larger than her own i wonder we are training fourteen large young chickens to sit on the perches in their new house instead of huddling together on the floor as has been their habit because we discover rat-holes under the wire flooring occasionally and fear that toes may be bitten at nine o'clock phoebe and i lift the chickens one by one and as it were glue them to their perches squawking three nights have we gone patiently through with this performance but they have not learned the lesson the ducks and geese are however greatly improved by the application of advanced educational methods and the regime of perfect order and system instituted by me begins to show results there is no more violent splashing and pebbling racing chasing separating the pole indeed still has to be produced but at the first majestic wave of my hand they scuttle toward the shore the geese turn to the right cross the rickyard and go to their pen the may ducks turn to the left for their coops the june ducks follow the hens to the top meadow and even the idiot gosling has an inspiration now and then and stumbles on its own habitation mrs heaven has no reverence for the principles of comenius pestalozzi or herbert spencer as applied to poultry and when the ducks and geese came out of the pond badly the other night and went waddling and tumbling and hissing all over creation did not approve of my sending them back into the pond to start afresh i consider it a great waste of time of good time miss she said and after all do you consider that educated poultry will be any better eating or that it will lay more than one egg a day miss i have given the matter some attention and i fear mrs heaven is right a duck a goose or a hen in which i have developed a larger brain implanted a sense of duty or instilled an idea of self-government is likely on the whole to be leaner not fatter there is nothing like obeying the voice of conscience for taking the flesh off one's bones and speaking of conscience phoebe whose metaphysics are of the farm farmy says that hers felt like a hoon-leg hag for dies after she had jilted the postman as to the eggs i am sure the birds will go on laying one a day for tis their nature to 
whether the product of the intelligent conscious logical fowl will be as rich in quality as that of the uneducated and barbaric bird i cannot say but it ought at least to be equal to the denmark egg eaten now by all londoners and if perchance left uneaten it is certain to be a very superior wife and mother while we are discussing the subject of educating poultry i confess that the case of cannibal anne gives me much anxiety twice in her short career has she been under suspicion of eating her own eggs but phoebe has never succeeded in catching her in flagrante delecto that eminent detective service was reserved for me and i have been haunted by the picture ever since it is an awful sight to witness a hen gulp her own newly laid fresh egg yolk white shell and all and to realize that you have fed sheltered chased and occasionally run in a being possessed of no moral sense a being likely to set a bad example inculcate vicious habits among her innocent sisters and lower the standard of an entire poultry yard the young poultry keeper's friend gives us no advice on this topic and we do know and we do not know whether to treat cannibal anne as the victim of a disease or as a confirmed criminal whether to administer remedies or cut her off in the flower of her youth we have had a sad scene to-night a chick has been ailing all day and when we shut up the brood we found him dead in a corner phoebe put him on the ground while she busied herself about the coop the other chicks came up and walked about the dead one again and again eyeing him curiously poor little chap said phoebe e's never ad a mother e was an incubator chicken and wherever i took him e was picked at there's something wrong with him e never was a favorite i put the fluffy body into a hole in the turf and strewed a handful of grass over him sad little epitaph i thought he never was a favorite end of chapter seven